The Legacy of Kane. Reaver. Reaver. Legacy of Kane. Soul Reaver. Remember that game? Games? Yeah, uh, games. There's one where you can play as Kane. Uh, He's a vampire or some shit, I right? Yes. Yeah. So, Space Force. Yeah. I'm Sean. Yeah. I'm Kyle. This is Space Force. Wait, you got any nude business? Nude business? I don't know. I guess I'm not as upset by the internet as I was last week. We'll see. I'm as... really upset by the internet. I feel like you were more upset by uh, the reality of, of America, but. Yeah. As I blame the internet. Go ahead. Filtered through the internet. Yeah. It's just like. Back in the day, like the time of our youth, if you wanted to be like a crazy right wing gun nut, blah, 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 white national, blah, you had to like put in some work. You had to like go out there and print flyers and brochures and stand on street corners and yell at people and stuff. Now you just post shit on Twitter and Instagram and everyone just has to see your bullshit. But so that's why I say ban everyone from the internet. Ban the internet. <laughs> burn the internet delete the internet only big business should have websites <laughs> uh, that aligns with my oh, that reminds me beliefs. i gotta re-up our websites yeah <laughs> we, that reminds me that reminds me we're a big business we're a big business this is a big business we a big business we the best business big business time nipples popping panties dropping space force <laughs> Oh yeah, the the my favorite thing though is we were talking about before the podcast is uh, the headline where President Donald Trump tries to get ASAP Rocky freed from prison in Sweden because Kanye asked him to, and then Justin Bieber said, "Why don't you free the kids in the concentration camps?" <laughs> like, fucking send that headline back in time a few years, and I just want like, what would people in like 2014 say? Like, I mean, what is this real? I just feel like every um, every year since Trump has been president, I know it's only been a couple years so far, but I'm like, oh, this really? year's this year's gonna get a little bit better. Like 2019 is gonna be better. It can't be worse than 2018. Here we are, man. It has only been like a couple years on. Huh? Yeah. Yep, he got wow. sworn in January 2017. Wow, 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 wow. I guess we're coming up on three years. <laughs> Fuck, man, the election's still so far away. Yeah, I know, we've got like nine more months, or well, actually more than that, of the Democratic primary still. Man, I feel like people campaign way too long now. Yeah. I you guess I never paid attention to this earlier before. Yeah. <laughs> so exhausting. <laughs> Everything's so exhausting. <laughs> All right, we're shutting it down. We're gonna <laughs> yeah, like, can't we just, let's just take a break for a while from having the government or society. It's just the you know the purge movies. We'll do that, but like <laughs> that doesn't seem any. That seems actually more stressful than the situation I'm in right now. You think that, but and you're probably right to be honest. But I do have like this. Well, probably uh, just out of the uh, convenience and absolute like soul crushing boredom boredom of modern society, I have this thought that like maybe when. The, the the simplest like life possible where all you're doing is just struggling to survive might be more fulfilling than the like bleak nihilism of modern society. <laughs> you know, like you're like, all right, got today, got to find water, um, purify it. Tomorrow, got to go hunting and like fucking. It would explain it. why like all those like Minecraft and uh, Ark and uh, like Conan games are are popular. Yeah, just because survival the, games. 
it's like simple tasks that you can accomplish you know what i mean like i I get that to a certain extent but at the same time i I don't know like i remember stressful situations um and i just much rather sit at home and and, you know read a book that seems way way more fulfilling i mean you still read books you just gotta also hunt and stuff (laughs) The, the the life i'm looking for is one where um you know, everyone gets along real nice, so I don't have to worry about the, the news so much. Mm-hmm. And uh, and really, but all my needs are provided for me, so I can just do whatever the fuck I want. Yeah. Like, have you ever seen the the TV show, the perennial TV show, Robin Big? Mm-hmm. That's what I that, want. That kind of stuff. I want to live like Rob Deerdick. <laughs> so, um, uh, in short, give me money. Give me uh, money. So you can see me live the, the lifestyle of, of Rob Deerdick. Yikes. Circa 2000, what, six? I want to live the life of a Twitch streamer. Someone invite me to your stream gaming house. I'd love to live with um, a bunch of middle class, uh, milk toast, fucking twenty something white white dudes, and then they have a dog that shits all over the floor, and uh, someone will get accused of sexual harassment. I am <laughs> completely out of the Twitch scene. <laughs> what? I want in on this shit. Well, you know, like they'll get together like streamer houses, and yeah, yeah sort of. I'm not. It, not specifically referencing any particular event, but that's several. But I'm events. telling you, based on who are popular streamers, they are all upper middle class, milk toast, bland, flavorless crackers, and you get them all together, and they just uh, they just fucking stew in their own toxic shit, and like you know, they just seem terrible. This is my main problem with the internet. If anyone's got any tips on like some other like like subcultures i can explore on the internet that would appeal to my taste more please let me know like where are the goths and the punks and like the the fun people so that you know yeah but i just feel like the internet the entire culture of the internet is just so middle of the road center right middle class technocratic white boys from like 18 to 25 with like the no creative output like i'm just gonna vomit like the most creatively bankrupt shit i can think of into the twitch chat (laughs) just like throw it into the void no one's ever gonna see it but it's okay because i had nothing to say anyways i mean that's uh, that's just twitch like what do you expect i mean yeah but also you can see this the same sort of attitude is prevalent across all of Reddit. yeah that's true i guess and then you want to be ready for some shit kyle you just don't like most people that's the reality of it i used to like people a lot more um when i was younger but i was thinking about as much but it well no it's because uh i just like hung out with my tribe you know so I like people a lot when they're also like weirdos like me, <laughs> but I don't like, I've said it before on the podcast and I know it sounds like some edgy teenager shit, but I'm legit about it. I, apparently I, I'm in constant like conflict with like mainstream culture, like mainstream <laughs> culture and I just like rub each other the wrong way. <laughs> I don't know if you rub mainstream culture the wrong way. I don't think mainstream oh, culture yeah, is aware of you, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's just, it. just general the, the things that people believe and espouse and uh, subscribe to and the way they construct their identities and things like that just seem from mildly offensive to just completely abhorrent to me. Like, those seem to be the, the entirety of the range. <laughs> I hardly ever, like, 
in real life too, like working at jobs and stuff. I hardly ever meet like individual people. <laughs> There's a bunch of like, people you used to work with right now. Like, oh fuck. I mean, they probably already get it. Like, I'm obviously polite. I'm not a bully or a dickhead or anything. But you know, like that's what a bully or a dickhead would say. I'm not trying to be friends with some boring people. And uh, so that's why I watch Stranger Things. <laughs> <laughs> the most. Uh, I was trying to fit in a Stranger Things joke earlier, <laughs> yeah, because most... I feel like when you, at one point you felt like you were describing the Duffer Brothers. <laughs> I am, well, they they have, they do kind of encompass what I'm talking about, like the bloodless, empty, vacuous. That's what I'm like, talking yeah, about. Like, yeah, okay. Like, oh man, yeah, Ronald Reagan was the best, huh? Yikes. Fucking <laughs> yikes. And then they made the... They made Max, the girl who plays Max, kiss a boy yeah. and surprise her. And then they kind of made it seem like it, it was, was her, her fault. fault. <laughs> yeah, was that clip from like the... Oh, was, yeah. <laughs> what? Young girl, the, <laughs> the situation, you are ostensibly her boss and you're it's her fault, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So we saw that. It was pretty bad. So all the critiques that I had about the Duffer Brothers and their ilk, they completely stand. They <laughs> actually are exactly who I presupposed they were. <laughs> so, yep, that makes sense. Yep, yeah, oh, I called it. Yeah. Futilely tried to have uh, a, a, a real juvenile take on female empowerment in season three to make up for it. Like, oh, yeah, we're allies, right? Um, shout out to... Uh, Subreddit's Complete Anarchy and Witches Against Patriarchy, though. Those are, like, two communities that I actually like on the internet. I don't... I mean, I don't like anything on the internet, really. I read it <laughs> just to, to hate myself and yeah. hate everyone well, a little that's bit more. The, uh, this, even, I, even those subreddits, I'm sure, I'd be like, fuck these people. I mean, sometimes you're like, well, that wasn't a very nuanced take, but then for them, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt of being, like, 18 or 19, you know? But when it's, like, 18 or 19-year-old, like, MAGA chuds, I'm like... <laughs> You're fucking dumb. <laughs> That's the thing, though. It's like, how could you be 18 or 19 and already that heartless, you know? Yeah. Well, you gotta, like, like, I feel like you gotta, like, dream a little bit when you're younger. I know that's the idea is, oh, eventually life will crush you down and you'll become conservative. I've actually gotten further left as I got older. Yeah, me too. But, um, I mean, like, you fucking experiment a little bit. That's the same thing, though, as people try to paint it as though the alt-right is the new counterculture. Like somehow, oh, I remember. I read that. Uh, I'm pretty sure I showed you that about the punk, yeah, you know, or the clash of specifically. Yeah, all right is the new punk. No, it's not, because the all right, you're still espousing and reinforcing the tyrannical beliefs of imperial United States, which is everything punk was rebelling against in the United States and England too, Thatcher and Reagan. So. Just because um no one wants to listen to you because you're talking crazy bullshit that. That doesn't make you punk. Like, yeah, yeah. There's plenty of people no one wants to listen to. Look mar- at us. <laughs> you're marginalized for different reasons than <laughs> punk was about. You're marginalized because you suck, not because you're challenging the system. Yeah, you you are the system. You are the system. You suck yeah. and no one wants to be around you. Dude. Yeah. Fucking deal with it. Anyways, house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so anyways, house. We watched the 1986 house, not to be confused with, I think, 77, the Japanese movie, House, House Su. Which is uh, a much better movie. I wish we watched that instead. It's also... The Japanese one is also a weird uh, comedy horror movie. But it's so psychedelic and fucking weird and fun. 
it's like a Criterion Collection level of good movie. Oh. House is like so you're saying that Pete Buttigieg would, would really love the Japanese version of House. Why is he a Criterion? Uh, someone uh, someone asked the the top candidates like their favorite movie, and he listed like the Criterion Collection as his. Not like Just, he, didn't, he didn't say it. The but, Criterion Collection, but he was like uh, Seven Samurai. It was I can't remember the list, but you know, like Mulholland Drive. Oh, like the know. top five most yeah. popular ones. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess. Uh, being the pretentious film guy that I am, I do like the Criterion Collection because they do remaster and restore. A wide, a wide swath of movies at this point, they did start out where it was just like, oh, yes, of course. Oh, 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 oh. Mm. But like the fact that they remastered House, this is a niche cult movie. The Japanese one. Not this one. one we're talking about. This is this one was made by the guy who made Soul Man. If you don't want to know what Soul Man <laughs> is... It's a movie uh, set in the 80s about a upper-class white kid who, uh, in order to get a scholarship, basically dons blackface. Yeah, which is great. He also directed uh, Friday the 13th Part 2. So he's oh, got that, that good. He's got that <laughs> My favorite Friday the 13th. We'll, tr- still, we'll watch it eventually. Is the third one the one where he's like a little kid and he has a weird mask? I like the third one. I think the I like third, third one? one. Um, or maybe it's the fourth one. I don't know. Whatever. The second it. one, he's just got like a sackcloth They mask. all bleed together. Yeah, except for Jason fucks Manhattan, where he punches that guy's head off. Oh, and then Jason fucks Freddy. <laughs> he fucks him, fucks him good. Who does win that fight? Nobody. Is it like the people, the I human think the characters? I think, uh, uh, shit, one of the Destiny's Childs is in it. Not Beyonce, obviously. Oh, um, is it Michelle? Or is... I gotta think of the Kanye lyrics. <laughs> We're rolling with some light skinned girls. That's some Kelly Rollins. <laughs> yeah, so Kelly Rollins. Yeah, it was Kelly Rollins. Yeah, I think it was Kelly Rollins. Yeah. She was the almost for a second it was like Beyonce and Kelly Rollins. She's hanging in there with Oh no, never mind. Beyonce's <laughs> gone. It's weird how fame works. And colorism. I have a feeling that has a lot to do with it. I hope no one's mad that I quoted those Kanye lyrics and some white boy. I don't know what level of sensitivity people have about that <laughs> oh well yeah it's too late now i'm not editing it mechanical reductions is canceled yeah oh well sorry i always knew we'd cancel ourselves yeah i just thought it would be for something crazier all right well then we, yeah once again 1986 house this is uh, also fred decker adjacent like monster squad in that at one point, I guess like Fred Decker, Steve Miner, the director, Shane Black, some other dude who's a producer, I, they're all like bros or something. I'm guessing like when you're like a shitty dude in Hollywood, just in the eighties, well, yeah, out I just other. feel like they're like a rape gang or something. You know what I mean? Just based on like them being seventies, eighties, like gross Hollywood guys. Mm-hmm. I don't know that for sure. It's just a vibe I get. <laughs> but anyway, is at one point they went and saw the Twilight Zone movie. And they were like, Good "Oh, John Landis, we should do our own um, like anthology um, film, and we'll kill a couple kids." Yeah, and uh, no, it never came to be, and probably no one ever thought about it again. But Fred Decker did come up with this story that became House. Someone like did the actual script, though. I are you sure? Yeah, it doesn't seem like there was a script here. I it seems like maybe like they got there on the set one day and they're like, all right, what should we shoot here today? Well, I, th- I think it was more like everyone like Poltergeist, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because it is kind of is it sort of. Well, it's got like the 
some of like the same premises and stuff. Yeah, I guess. Uh, the, I just like it because it's uh, tonally really dissonant. <laughs> like what? It's a horror comedy, but the comedy doesn't work, and the horror doesn't work, and the horror doesn't work. But some of the horror works as comedy, and then some of the comedy is just so horrifically bad it circles back into be being comedy, but for different reasons. <laughs> and then uh, the monsters look really cool. Yeah, this the creature design is pretty cool. I like that. This is why I liked it when I was like fourteen or fifteen, because basically, especially because of Big Ben at the end, who looks like an Iron Maiden album cover. I, uh, like, you mean, oh, cool. I think you mean the bull from Night Court. Oh, I was trying to remember what. Oh, you didn't recognize the- I was going to look it up after I watched it, but I was like, man, that dude's from like a 90s TV show. Or I like I know him from like a TV you show. You remember Night Court? I do now, yeah. <laughs> he was, uh, he's a big guy. He's a big guy. Yeah, he's a big fella. Which means he's probably like 6'2 or 6'3. <laughs> yeah, for movie films and stuff. Also, it's got Norm in it. But yeah, yeah uh, George Went. Classic eighties sitcom actors. George Went. Uh one of the sequels, um There's sequels? Oh yeah, there's there's like House Two and Three and Four and stuff. I think by three and four it's like completely detached from the original idea, but there's sequels nonetheless. The uh second one though has um George Went's characters in Cheers best friend. You oh know, really? he's also in Toy Story, plays Ham and yeah, stuff. I can't, I can't remember his name. name. Cliff. Cliff is the character's name, yeah. but um, how's the dude's name? I don't know. He's Pixar guy, but uh, he's in the sequel, so that's an interesting connection. And I think they obviously did that intentionally, right? Maybe or like they tried to get George Went back, and he's like, "Nah, nah, here, talk to my friend." Talk to Cliff. <laughs> he'll 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 take care of that. Uh, that's about all the fun facts I got for this movie because uh, I don't know how. It's not fun. <laughs> it, is, I mean, it is fun, actually. This is a fun movie. It's just bad. I mean, the, the premise of this movie is basically like, what if Stephen King fought in the Vietnam War and had trouble writing a book? Because, right? He, the, I get the vibe that this, uh, the writer, Roger, is the character's name, right? It's mm. supposed to be a Stephen King, King, King type of uh, author. You would think so because the time period it, this movie was made and when it takes place, it's what author was famous enough for people to recognize like visually and that sort of thing so stephen king you know that's the only person i can think of and then uh i think this is after jacob's ladder which is the sort of penultimate like vietnam ptsd horror movie which we should watch eventually it's actually like a good one (laughs) it's very terrifying the 80s i think is when people were first coming to coming to realize the idea of ptsd from the Vietnam veterans and stuff, so you could you see it pop up a lot in media in like the late seventies through the eighties. Yeah, I think that's when it's really starting to become um, public, not like, like a public idea. Known, yeah. yeah, obviously, obviously you go know, like to talk about shell shock and shit like mm-hmm. that, and it, you, there's always been that kind of idea that uh, war is best. Yeah, well, I, <laughs> not well, anymore though. This, well, I mean, it's also kind of an an interesting idea too, because uh, um, uh. You can go back and read accounts of like medieval soldiers and shit like that. And it doesn't seem like they had as much PTSD, or at least they didn't talk about it as much. Um, so I think there's an idea, an argument to be made that modern war is very different than the way we've always fought wars historically, too. Because really, it used to be like one, a war would be like one or two battles, and that's it. Yeah, and it wasn't like and it and it was you it was you know a couple hours and that was you're done. Yeah, and people weren't like getting slaughtered wholesale. For, for days on end and explosions rocking yeah. you every waking you up every morning and that kind of shit. It's like that sustain. You can't maintain that 
level of uh, anxiety day to day. I don't think. Damn. I don't know and if we can say that completely. We though. can't because we don't have a whole enough we, account of. Uh, yeah, because we don't know like what the peasant classes experience was in medieval warfare. Exactly. All we hear about it, the 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 gentry, like the knight classes, where they didn't ever get killed. They were taken for bounty and ransom. Usually, yeah. yeah, because it was like fucking business arrangement. I don't know. That's you, also not. That's also like a. That's a medieval style of war. But you can go back even further and talk about like the Romans. Mm-hmm. They didn't really ransom each other. No, but um, they would like they would prefer to like capture leaders of groups, though, right? Yeah. Because then they could get like their subordinates to like. Kowtow. Really, most of the in, in, in until very recently, the most of the the dying actually happened after one army already broke. You know what I mean? Like the killing would no. The two sides would fight, and it would be relatively equal. But when one side breaks and runs, that's when the other side starts to die, right? It seems like you'd be like, all right, we won. But no, it's like, all right, we got to get them. (laughs) I can't say one or the other if, like, humans were more bloodthirsty or just the elements of war back then were less traumatizing or cultural perception changed so people had more guilt about it. sustained that level you like if wars didn't go on for you know five years and you had a battle every day. Yeah, and you were in a completely foreign country, away from everything you know. Well, I mean, and I think that's that part is probably true back then. But well, the Crusades, I guess. Well, even further back, really, because you. Or, yeah. Well, yeah, those are the professional soldiers, though. right? Yeah, that's true. I I, I just think it's a different experience yeah. than than. Vietnam. Than Vietnam or, or even World War Two or World Europe. War One sounds like the worst. Yeah, World War One sounds fucking insane. I never want to do that. Yeah, the trench stuff is uh, it stresses me out so much. <laughs> it's just like anytime. Uh, obviously, you can't go. Plus, you off. I know you hate when your feet are wet. Uh huh. <laughs> That's what I was just gonna bring up. <laughs> anytime it's depicted in movies or accounts or books and stuff, it's just like. Oh god, the trench is so terrible. It's <laughs> always wet and gross. <laughs> yeah, you can't smoke a cigarette, they'll shoot you. Um but then everyone stops uh fighting to celebrate Christmas together to play a game of uh footy. Yeah, well the one year and after that yeah. after that the government's like you can't you can't do that, you're supposed to kill your They're not humans. That's the thing though, people all we talked about before, like soldiers usually shoot over each other's heads. Right. Like, people don't necessarily yeah, want to kill each other. Confronted with it, they don't do it. Yeah. I would though, I'd be like, take this, you goddamn kraut. <laughs> <laughs> That's racist. <laughs> they're not a race, they're an ethnic group. That's true of all races. Correct. <laughs> so it's impossible to be racist. Got it. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> you just be an ethno supremacist. <laughs> What's the difference? Just not much. That reminds me, before we get into the real meat of this meaty film with meaty monsters that look like they're from Bloodborne, I, I, there's this like uh, contest that is held in Europe, and it's like 15-minute documentaries, like really short documentaries. And one of them, I can't remember what it's called, but it's um what, uh, a unionist kid in Northern Ireland, and uh, he just looks like a heroin addict, his teeth are all fucked, and uh, he's all skinny and gross, and he's uh, there at like the... the um the the twelfth twelfth day parade or whatever you know where they celebrate like I can't remember what it is sorry I flaw- I'm sorry I blanked on my Irish history <laughs> sorry I'm a plastic patty okay <laughs> but um he's there like yeah fuck these patty bastards these Catholics oh, he's Jamaican too <laughs> but he's got a 
shitty like um you know the nazi eagle yeah, yeah. and he does like the nazi salute and it's just like man you're such garbage <laughs> it's so all historical context that goes into that situation happening is like so strange and he's like oh so God. unaware of it you know? i don't like, even know like how much like the nazi salute <laughs> and the and the, the eagle yeah and the- <laughs> So well, all right. So you oh, had- fuck you, you fucking party shit. <laughs> yeah. So you live in Northern Ireland. Uh, he's a union. I don't do a so good he- Belfast accent. I don't think. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I, your ma, your ma. Um, a lot of people in Northern Ireland, close to fifty percent, are Protestant. And they identify as British. Um, he's one of these people, and he loves being British so much more than having the national identity of being Irish. So, you know, fucking, if you don't want to be Irish, then fucking leave the country <laughs> but uh which is okay you can kind of understand that for a second but then you think about the all the atrocities of unionism or protestantism as all the sectarian violence in ireland and british occupation all that shit that's all garbage but you can understand historically why these shitty people but not the nazi part <laughs> yeah but then when you think about it a little bit more it's like well, well why do you love the nazis though? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of the nazis were uh, raised Catholic, that a lot of Germany was Catholic in the periods leading up World War II. They were pretty anti-Christian as a movement, to be honest. So, uh, but they also did try to like destroy Britain. The thing is, but Hitler didn't want to because he knew he considered them like cousins, the English. Yeah, because yeah. they're Anglos. They're Anglos. Like, yeah. so, I got a funny but, uh, Irish Anglo-Saxon thing for you. It's just I don't know. It's the, just the lack of education, and then he just he just perfectly encapsulated like the weird tribal ethno racist shitty stupid person. You know, like, <laughs> what are you even talking about? What do you represent? And like, you're gonna die in a few years from a drug overdose. <laughs> um, there was a, a a Republican either state state rep or maybe a congressman. I can't remember the other day. And I'm going to paraphrase this, but he's like, I'm a, I'm a person of color. I'm white. My family's from Ireland. Uh, you know, we're Anglo-Saxon. We were made fun of for it. I'm like, what? <laughs> um, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of like the big thing in uh, I- uh, Irish nationalism and Republicanism is, uh, oh, no, we're not Anglos. We're Celts. There's a historical de- debate to be had about what's Celtic, what's Gaelic, and how does that apply to the British Isles, and what are the actual like, ethnic differences between most of the people of the British Isles. But um, broadly, the concept, is, especially in Ireland, is like, no, we're not Anglo. We're not Anglo-Saxon. So this man is an Ulster landowner. <laughs> <laughs> His family came over and was not persecuted against. They were the people that were like Bill the Butcher in Gangs of New York <laughs> who were from Northern Ireland. Yeah, goddamn. Or like the, uh, the Isle of Man or whatever. And they're like, ah, oh, shit, we don't want to be associated with these Irish people. Let's kill them. <laughs> they're the landowners. Yeah. The, uh, renters. Landlords in the bailiff. <laughs> I mean, they could be like poor Ulster Irish that worked the plantations, but they were still jerks when they came to America. God damn it. As most people were, to be honest. Because <laughs> that's the integ- integration concept of the United States. Is use shit kicks down. <laughs> Our black brothers are always at the bottom. Well, I mean, how do you that? get up unless Here's you the kick is, the people I, at the bottom? Yeah, so um, the concentration camps are taking place now. Obviously, this is us, like... 
fuck Central Americans. Uh, they're the worst. They're different than us. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, I do think... I got a, a hot take about uh, the difference between Irish people uh, fleeing laissez-faire genocide and, uh, you know, Central Americans fleeing, you know, their failed states. Well, failed states caused by the United States, by the way. Yeah, well, but it's, it doesn't really matter in my yeah. context. But what the fuck is the difference? Uh, nothing really exactly <laughs> but here's the thing though is uh yeah and just like you're saying um so um i'm not one of those people oh, irish were slaves too so slavery doesn't matter blah fuck that shit no there's nuance to everything but i do think it's important to understand the history of uh race or ethnicity in the united states and you do have to kind of track how like irish and polish jews italians were became treated, how they became white that sort of thing because white's an arbitrary, arbitrary designation. They just, they just dole it out when they feel like you've been shitty enough to black people, I guess. But that said, I do think there's going to be some parallels with how we're treating uh, people of um, Central and South American descent. And I could easily see 100 years from now, like they'll be incorporated into the system so much. Um, especially because they are Catholic. And they can be used to um, help with Republican votes. Because they might vote based on abortion rights. I don't know. Statistically, Catholics uh, vote more Democrats than uh, <clears throat> more Democrats, like fifty-five percent. I don't think they do anymore, right? No, absolutely. Especially after I, this is what I, I looked at the last look at the numbers in two thousand twelve, but I, in twenty sixteen they voted more heavily for Clinton than, than Trump. Oh, it's a, evangelicals are, are as far as the the Christian movement. It's absolutely evangelicals vote so heavily for Trump. It's crazy. Yeah, the rest are almost split fifty-fifty. Well, here's the thing is, fucking, we need to get rid of the concentration camps now. We can't be allowing this to happen just because historically there's a precedent for incorporating people that we didn't see as people at some point, which is the parallel I'm trying to make eventually. They'll be considered people? Yeah. Uh, It doesn't matter right now. And also, who knows, in, like, this fucking hell world we live in now, like, if we'll even get to the point where... It even matters, you know. Well, I mean, I mean, you know, or not that it even matters. It matters right now, but um, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Like, fuck the concentration camps. The United States is a terrible, weird, fucking imperial machine that just chews people out and turns them into mush and has this mono, meaningless culture that it, it forces everyone into. And eventually, they'll probably do it to uh, Mexican immigrants. <laughs> In fact, they're doing it right now. There's people of Mexican descent that were. Happened to lucky to be born on the side of this arbitrary border, and now they're ice guards oppressing their own people. I don't know. It's just terrible how the United States works, is what I'm trying to say. It's a evil country, as most countries are evil. I mean, I'm. It's not saying specifically the United States. We have our own brand of like evil, but you just fucking can't trust the state. Uh, so man. house. Yeah, I guess. So, so speaking of all that, the Vietnam War. <laughs> So in the eighties, do people have the kind of grasp on the full fallout of the Vietnam War at that point? Yeah, I mean, like, where like, it was an extreme failure. It was yeah. I think by I think by this time they had a pretty good idea of what the the situation is. I mean, it's always an evolving idea, right? Mm-hmm. So I mean, like in twenty nineteen, we don't have quite the same understanding of the Vietnam War that someone in nineteen eighty six did. And who's to say that theirs is is, is less correct than, than ours today? Mm-hmm. Yeah, by the eighties, like you had a, by that point, I think you've had you know, Mashes come out, the movie, the book, 
Uh, I think the TV show might have. That was about the Korean War, though. Yeah, okay, whatever. The TV show was on. <laughs> yeah. I think like China Beach. That might have been gone by now. Uh-huh. Like, so there's all the there's Born there's, in the USA. Yeah, came out. and there's a bunch uh-huh. of there's been media and TV shows and books about Rambo about yeah Rambo about, yeah, <laughs> about the Vietnam War. Yeah. So yeah, they have a pretty good there's understanding. understanding. Yeah, exactly. Point. Yeah, so the, the reason I was asking is because um. The hammy way they handle it. The way it's treated in house is so um, like mechanized and like uh, like bland, you know, like just like just an afterthought. Yeah, like so it has. I'm thinking is it had to have been at this point like ingrained in culture enough where like they could just be like, yeah, he fought in Vietnam, so he's fucked up or whatever. People worried about him because it is just kind of thrown in. I, I guess he's writing a book about his experiences, so maybe he's attempting to confront his past demons and they're manifesting as real creatures and blah blah. You could have a broader story in there, but then you'd just be making Jacob's ladder. <laughs> so instead, I, you it, know, what I like to do is just throw in like a, a random Swedish woman and her child to soak up an extra fifteen minutes of runtime. Oh, you think she's supposed to be Swedish? I was having a hard time trying to figure out what her vaguely pan European accent was supposed to be. <laughs> I thought it was supposed to be Swedish, but I was like Bork, I, I heard some, I heard Bork 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 at one point. <laughs> this is my son. He is here for the babysitting. Bork, yeah, she, bork bork bork. She was real fast and loose with her son's safety. <laughs> she had to get that dick, I assume. She's going to a dick appointment like in the evening? I yeah. guess. What do you when you, you go, go for a dick appointment? Like overnight, like all night, <laughs> all night. <laughs> this is eighties. She's wham bam. Thank you, ma'am. Man, eighties sound like shit. It's go go eighties. His aunt has died. She's a crazy lady. <laughs> the, broadly, this story makes no sense because he's grown up in this house, right? Mm-hmm. His aunt clearly believes, is crazy and believes the house is like a Monster murder house. house. Have to yeah. get her. But he spent his entire life there and never experienced this. Does his uh, aunt suddenly start thinking the house is weird, or has it always been weird? Well, it's, it's his, him and his wife and his son live there too, right? Well, they, his son at some point they lived there, or they were visiting. Or... He, he's out there clipping hedges, and I mean, maybe he doesn't live there because it's apparent he's never clipped hedges in his life. Yeah, he's just <laughs> horizontally. Yeah, what are you <laughs> like, doing? I'll well, get I'll split these leaves in half. Yeah, his son disappears. He gets captured by the house, which is okay. Um, but what is the context of them being there? I presumably they're maybe staying the weekend. And he's helping his old aunt with housework now that his uncle's dead. It's kind of implied that his uncle may have got got by the house too, but or he in died a fishing in a fishing accident and disappeared. We start the movie. There's a delivery boy, and I want to bring up this much detail because. Uh, it's funny to me. He rolls up on like a Vespa. Mm-hmm. He's delivering groceries. First thing that's funny to me is how groceries are always depicted in movies. It's always a big brown paper bag. And it's like, like a carrot hanging out. Yeah, make sure there's some green stuff at the top and, you know, throw some other shit in there. So that cliche is funny to me. But then also you can tell that the actor doesn't really know how to ride the Vespa. Because when he goes to park it, he just like straight up like bumps into the curb. <laughs> He's just like, ugh. <laughs> He's like, All right, I think that's put character the, detail. <laughs> put the kickstand down. At first, I was like, why didn't he park in the driveway? Is it because the uh, camera team was like, moving through the driveway at the time? But I was like, well, I guess he's just delivering. He's got to be ready to go. He comes in, uh, granny, uh, auntie. Uh, I'm going to call her granny just to make sure to really drive home. She's an old, crazy lady. <laughs> she has hung herself. She's hanged, rather. No, she, hang- she hangs herself right when he gets in. She calls her. He calls her name. 
And then you can hear the chair or her, the, her drop. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't catch all that. I wonder what I was doing. I don't know. But she's hanging out. Yeah, she's hanged. hanged. He freaks out and runs away, though. He's like, oh, fuck. And that kicks off the start of our movie film. An old lady is dead, and here's a writer signing books for people. No, it's a rap that goes to the funeral. It's oh, funeral, yeah. and then he's signing books. Oh, the, 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 this movie has a lot of, like, openings. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So it's like, uh, Granny kills herself, the funeral. Those are kind of attached, but then it seems like a new character opening where he's signing books. Yeah. And then he talks to his ex-wife, and it's like, oh, okay. I get it, and then it's uh, not his ex-wife; it's his current wife. He says he's divorced at one point. They're obviously still have a relationship, but they're kind of separated. Yeah. And you're like, okay, now the movie should flow more naturally, right? Everything's established, no problem. He goes to the house because he needs solitude. He needs to confront his demons, seemingly. He also has got writer's block, and you know he's having a bad time. He's a real harried kind of '80s guy with the thoughts and feelings. Which aren't expressed very well in the movie. <laughs> you know they're buried in there. And um, you're like, cool. The movie's on its way. But then suddenly, while he's getting a tour of the house, flashback. Another establishing opening scene where we learn that his son disappeared. Like, I just feel like it was in such a weird place. I don't know. There's so there's too much going on. Yeah, and, so- and none of it's explained well or <laughs> like written written out or thought out or connects. Yeah, so he's clipping hedges, his son's playing with toys, he disappears, he runs around the house, he sees a car pull away, um, does not immediately assume kidnapping or anything. He, uh, Which is what I would have assumed. Yeah, it'd be like a fucking, it's that weird black car. Yeah, I would have gone in my car yeah. and chased it down. Um, And then he runs in the backyard and he sees his son in the pool, and he dives into the pool and he's looking around underwater, like where's the kid at? Like in the pool, you know like... You've seen these scenes before where usually they're jumping into like a, a lake or a bayou or something where you, visibility would be low. It'd be hard to like find someone drowning or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's acting it out the same exact way. And it just looks so ridiculous because <laughs> it's a pool. But then you find out the sun's not actually there. He's been disappeared by the house. Or it was just an illusion of the house tricking him or whatever. And his son's not there. So it kind of makes sense in context. But when he first jumps in and he does that. Oh, what, what, uh, it just looks so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know how you get away from that. Because if you, you jump in the pool and you, and you see the kid when you jump in. But then you jump in, you're in the pool, and it's not there. You definitely do it well. I was like, what the fuck? I'd be like, man, this I, I got to piss. <laughs> That's a cool pool. Yeah, this, uh, the backyard. That house is nice. It's in Marin County, which is where the rich people live. Mm-hmm. George Went, George Lucas. All the rich Georges live in Marin County. I guess this is kind of related. Um, you're talking like, oh, you see the car pull away, and you yeah. immediately be like, I'm going to chase those motherfuckers down. Which, is, yeah, it seems like a perfectly natural reaction. Um, I saw something on the internet. I think it happened a while ago, but I just happened to see it like last night or night before. Uh, there's this guy who was, um, he had like stripped naked in a McDonald's and was uh-huh. running around outside. Yep. And he kept like putting his finger in his ass and like forcing people to smell it. And I was well, he was like, <laughs> so obviously he's on PCP, right? This or is something, yeah. Well, I'm like, uh, the PCP seems to have a, 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 a crazy person, a effect, big yeah. history of making people really hot so they take their clothes off and then doing weird shit. Like, that's Sherm. That sounds like Sherm to me, you know? 
there's trends in certain drugs where <laughs> like bath salts maybe you're gonna kill you your roommate and eat them, them but yeah, yeah but like you smoke a shrimp stick like you always see people like just taking their clothes off and being sweaty and weird on pcp from the dust um but i was just thinking about it all right so not to take away from the seriousness of his crime it is assault it is like pretty strange but i was thinking about myself personally in that situation like my reaction would i probably would like get violent right yeah, I'm not gonna let a, get, a naked dude get close enough to me to grab my head and make me smell his right, poop right. fingers. But like, what if he snuck up on you and got you and blah blah? Yeah. Like, what if he literally did that? He's one behind. He's like, ah, I got you. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. Is like, he was just kind of like chasing people down and like, you know, people weren't ready for it. And I was thinking about it like, so it's not life threatening, and it's like not to me personally. It's not like it's probably not life threatening. Yeah, here's what you mean. <laughs> it's not dangerous. He didn't like really hurt me. And, probably not right. dangerous because you don't know what kind of shit he's got. Right, and I'm not trying to say. Like I said, I'm not trying to take away the the seriousness of assault and how it could even be like sexual assault sort of thing. I'm just saying it happened to me personally. I probably think I would have. I I would be of two minds is what I'm saying because I there would be like. Oh my god, like fucking my day is ruined, my week is ruined, my month is ruined, what happened, how could this happen? But then I'd also be like, well, it's not that big a deal, but it still would be like a huge deal. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, fuck, what do I do now? Like, how can I go on living? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, it's. You got PTSD from the the PC. But then I'd be like, well, it's not like that bad, (laughs) you know? So I'm just curious what, like. Right. How would you deal that situation? <laughs> it's like, well, fuck. yeah, man, like I would be pissed. Like it, it would not definitely not be one of those things that would ruin my week. Assuming like he didn't have like hepatitis or some shit. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean, yeah, but you just imagine like sitting in your car afterwards, driving home, like oh, the whole drive home, what, like, what the like, fuck what? happened? To me? I'd be done for the day. I'd go home and I'd be like, yeah, you know, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna take a shower. And if you need me, I'll be I'll be in my room. <laughs> yeah, you, that's what I mean. It's like you just like. Oh, like, oh, just sit, I, I sit probably, on the edge of your bed and just like. Oh, no, nah, I mean, I'm trying to forget. I definitely like, have a have a stiff drink. Yeah, uh, watch a movie or watch something. Spaced. Yeah. That's a. Will I ever be like, my go to? Like, I just need a. I need a minute to myself. I'll go and watch Space. Space. I think I. I, I, I think like, so. Yeah, I just like watching the Simpsons or Futurama. Uh, Simpsons Futurama is good too. Yeah, especially Marge's monorail. Thanks, uh, Conan O'Brien. And real quick, before I get back into um, House, I want to point out that this man uh, was, like, super fit. Oh, yeah, he's another, he's a Gutenberg. Oh, no, I mean uh, the the uh, PCP butthole oh. man. He was super fit, and also straight up looked like Jesus of Jesus America. <laughs> was it? Well, I don't know. I was If I was, like, good at Twitter, meaning that, like, I'm good at on the fly, I didn't think about it until later. I would have, like, sent the picture to Jesus and be like, man, what the hell happened, huh? <laughs> <laughs> what you been up to, bro? <laughs> yeah, but he's like hella fit. I was like, damn, how he gets so lean? Like he looks like he worked out a lot. I'm just saying, PCP gives you a lot of energy, and you know if you if you can direct yourself when you're on it. Well, here's the thing: is he uh, basically what I'm saying is he didn't look like a crazy homeless PCP monster man. You can never tell. Yeah, well, he just looked like a regular dude who probably took PCP, and he'll get you. Anyhow. Maybe it's just a, li- a marijuana with a little bit of PCP on it. <laughs> a little bit of PCP. No, you just soak cigarettes in PCP and <laughs> so smoke them bad boys up. Look at that shirt. That's one I have no desire at all to take PCP. Yeah, I'm not interested in PCP. Uh, I think I've made it through the woods, though, where, like, I've 
it's not likely that I'll accidentally smoke PCP. <laughs> Uh, there's a period of most of my 20s like if there, there's, there's <laughs> some danger constant possibility that i might accidentally smoke pcp for sure because i've accidentally done a few drugs i didn't mean to <laughs> during that time period <laughs> and that's just how it goes when you're out there having a good time in vietnam living your life i yeah i have ptsd from my <laughs> drug years <laughs> comparable to vietnam i'm sure <laughs> <laughs> just like uh, donald trump yeah bone spurs right you know, well, he his his personal Vietnam was all the dangerous pussy was getting. You didn't hear that? Getting or grabbing, snatching, stealing, coercing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Raping. <laughs> to him, there's no difference, Kyle. Yeah, that just he just makes him a strong, a real stud, right? Mm-hmm. A real go getter, a strong fella. I don't understand it, it, how it could be rape if I myself, as a physically stronger man, if mm. I can force her into it, it's not rape, right? I'm going to use that excuse when I start raping other dudes, like other, <laughs> other rapists. Like, oh, sorry, I was stronger than you, so this is how it goes. Sorry, but you can't even complain. Look at how you were dressed, sir. <laughs> <laughs> you just had those dad cargo shorts on and your Proud Boy t-shirt. Well, how was New Balance. Yeah, shirt. what else do you think I was going to do looking so sexy like that coming around here? Come to my neighborhood, fucking I'll take your shoelaces, <laughs> put it in your ass. Well, yeah, we didn't talk about the uh, house. Yeah, but we're about to. George went, isn't it? And he's uh real fucking annoying, honestly. Like, I put myself in the shoes of our crazy PTSD writer friend. And if George went kept coming around, I've been like... I'm going to have to kill this guy. <laughs> you don't have to do it. You just got to have him hang out in the closet or in the pool for a little bit. Yeah, eventually a monster's again. Mm-hmm. Monsters, uh, they established early on that it's like midnight the monster comes out. Mm-hmm. But then after that, after uh, like a couple midnight scenarios, it doesn't matter anymore. It seems to happen. They just yeah. monsters are around. Uh, my favorite monster, though, is um uh, the wife monster. Yeah. I like So he... Can we talk about real quick, just like he, when he... Um, when the wife shows up, and he's like, oh, shit, you're here. I can't remember the fucking character's name. Um, and then yeah. he, she turns into a monster, and she he shoots her. And then he's like, oh, crap, the cops are coming. I accidentally shot my wife. Better hide the fucking body. In his mind at that point, does he think he killed his wife? I don't know. But I would love to get back to that. But to provide more detail to this scene, I mean... We gotta talk about all these great comedic beats in this scene. Okay. So <laughs> he um he's planning on shooting the monster, right? You know he's got a shotgun already. Um, he comes downstairs and he sees his wife, and then his wife reaches down to pick up some shells for him. Pops up, oh, it's a monster in the dress. Psych, you thought it was your wife. Shoots it, murders the shit out of the monster. <laughs> oh shit, it actually is his wife. Maybe he's crazy. Hide the body. Because the cops are coming, which, yeah, we'll get back to that, why he would do that. But then, uh, body disappears. Oh, shit, the monster's back in his wife's dress. It was a monster the whole time. He beats the shit out of the monster. I just like all the twists. It's like, oh, it's your wife. No, it's a monster. No, it's your wife. No, it's a monster. <laughs> like, if I was, um, a spooky monster, like, trying to drive someone crazy, I straight up would do that. <laughs> like, you just don't know what's real anymore. Everything's your wife or a monster. Yeah, I mean, I, this doesn't seem like the mon- the monster house the, ha- has any particular rules. It's just whatever needs to happen in this particular scene. Yeah, it's just gags. You know, it's trying to be a series of gags like Killer Clowns from Outer Space, I think. 
but there's their gags are not as good. They're like even less connectivity, and then yeah, not really as funny. Uh, I do really like the wife monster though; it looks so ridiculous. <laughs> and I guess there's like Evil Dead kind of vibe to the monsters, but then played even more for comedy. Yeah, he dismembers it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't. Well, yeah, I guess he takes off the hand and the head. Oh, well, he yeah. doesn't do it. Like the floating. Yeah, so he gets attacked by uh, ghostly gardening tools at one point, and then Which there's is a painting his his aunt had done. Yeah, yeah, you see it early. The, the cop looks at it, yeah. but uh, he gets followed around the house by these ghostly gardening tools, and then <laughs> luckily uh, he's able to dodge them in the perfect situation where that they get the monster instead. Which see, I don't. I guess the gardening tools have some sort of sentience, but like not enough to stop flight. Or you know, the hedge clippers uh, behead the monster, and then he takes the corpse outside. And um, Swedish lady, I guess, is swimming in the pool. She just has like no sense of like personal property, <laughs> which is great. I support it. She's an anarchist. I'm into it. No, she's not an anarchist. <laughs> No, she's just a jerk. <laughs> but um, she's like, hey, I'm going to flirt with you real hard. Because, like, you know, hey, I, I know when a man needs to work and when he needs to play. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, cool. But th- there's gags going on at the time. He's, the monster's, like, trying to reach out and grab toes. <laughs> and he's like, oh, wash your toes, boy. <laughs> and stepping on the monster, gags. Like, oh, yeah, 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 you know. As people treat him, the cops, too. Uh, people seem to treat him... They seem to just ignore a lot of his manic behavior. Well, I can understand why, like, the Swedish woman does. Because she's trying to use him. Yeah, and why Norm kind of does. Because Norm actually kind of seems like he's worried about his manic behavior. Well, yeah, he calls his wife at one point. He's like, like, yeah, I guess I'll watch him for you. Hopefully he doesn't kill himself. He's fucking, you don't care, I guess. (laughs) He's having flashbacks and shit. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, because at this point, he's always in his army gear. Yeah. And he'd set up multiple cameras to capture the monster that comes out of the closet. Norm saw him running on the house screaming. Yeah. With some shotguns. Well, that's the thing is, he tests out his... um, his plan to capture the monster on film where he's going to pull the string and open the closet. He has to do a dry run of it though. And so he like flips to halfway down the stairs, jumps the rest of the way, rolls, runs out to the front of the house, slides on his knees and does like a Nixon victory. Oh, <laughs> I did it. And then Norm sees him do it. <laughs> he's like, what the fuck? Cause it's also like, why was he doing all that shit? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Again, that's, that's the thing. Up until this, that exact point in the movie, um, they had been playing it relatively straight. Aside from like the flashbacks with the zombie being kind of weird, they'd been playing it relatively straight. And then all of a sudden, it's like, here's some comedy, kind of. And but it's more just off-putting, where you're like, what the fuck was that scene about? <laughs> <laughs> Which makes it funny in a, a, a meta way, I guess. Like looking outside of the film, in it's like, yeah, that's funny because it sucks. But it's not funny in the context of the film. <laughs> so that's not really cute. He does seem like a crazy person. So yeah, Norm's worried about him. Swedishly, he's not. Uh, the cops didn't... They seem suspicious, but then they're also just like, well, yeah, he's whole, a famous guy. That the whole situation with the cops, it, it really seems that the cops are just trying to play him so they can get in the house and like, get some more information. Like I, I honestly didn't believe that the cop did not need to use the bathroom. He was just trying to get in the house. And, like, but seemed, then nothing happens. And then nothing happens. It goes nowhere. Yeah, they're just like s- acting suspicious. He's acting suspicious, and then everyone just has coffee and goes their separate ways. Yeah, and it's never mentioned again. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So he uh, to get, but he does dismember 
the um, monster body because it won't stop living. So you they like cut to him after he gets with the Swedish lady, and he's dug like thirty holes to obviously put seven body parts into. And there's it. a very uh, important song that's being played. Oh uh, yeah, you you're no good. You're no good. This is a great song. <laughs> you're no I was, uh, good. They have another Linda Ronstadt song in there. Right? Oh really? Yeah, they love right it. after that. I think they love the Ronstadt. But I was, uh, I was like, man, imagine how fucking exhausted you'd be after that. <laughs> yeah, you just you dragging around body parts and digging holes. And <laughs> well, shit. Just, yeah, chop, chopping off and monster he, body parts, digging holes. You've been up all day too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, man, he is going crazy. How does he have all that energy? <laughs> and then PCP Swedish lady comes over and she's like, I need you to watch my son. Oh, he, this is my little boy. That's not Swedish. Whoa, I went German there for a second. Avita, Avita sing. Hello, this is my boy. He is here for the, the babysitting. Hello. Um. Oh, well, a golden retriever also got one of the monster hands. That's Norm's golden retriever. Oh yeah, I forgot he was walking at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's walking it again on Roger's front lawn when he sees Roger jump out of the house. Yeah, because that's where his dookies go. <laughs> his dog dookies. Yeah, so the monster hand is free, and it's attached to the little kid's back like a backpack. And the little kid doesn't seem to notice. Mm-mm. He's not like, monster came on my back. <laughs> Even though that hand looks like it weighs about 15 pounds. Yeah. It's a big, meaty sausage hand. And she's like, he's like, oh, don't worry. I'll, I can't babysit, but I'll grab him out of the house real quick because the kid's running around. Yeah. And he takes him into the bathroom. <laughs> yes. This scene. And the kid's crying. And they come out of the bathroom, and the kid's crying. Uh, and he's like, oh, yeah, he just... Had to go potty, and she's like, cool, no problem. I don't see any problems with this. Yeah, whatever. Here's all those toys. See you later. Yep, and then she ditches him. So, yeah, she just doesn't care. You're right. She's just trying to get cast in, like, the next, like, big picture. <laughs> this adds nothing to the movie. I don't know why it's Yeah, I don't know why the scene is in there. It's for runtime. Like, they, they pat it out, like, oh, man, this movie's only going to run about an hour and ten minutes. Well, Let's add a Swedish lady. Well, I was like, well, so he's got to babysit, and they're, maybe they're going to get up to, like... I thought they were gonna... It'll be like him having to protect this kid, like That's he can protect thought. his son. But then nothing happens after the hand thing, and she just comes and picks him up. Well, there's a one point where like the kid, it looks like he might be about to get kidnapped by the little monsters. And they're oh about yeah, to and the chimney. chimney. I was thinking while that scene was happening, like that little kid's body would not be able to support. <laughs> like he would have been torn in half. Yeah, like, like, he would have some so much internal damage. Right? It was the Solomon kind of situation here? <laughs> yeah, because the monsters are pulling up through the chimney, and then. Dude is just like got him by the ankles and basically he's like, "Don't worry, Robert. I'm gonna pull. I got the bottom half. It's the important half." Well, there's parts where like he's got no leverage and it's basically he's just hanging on the yeah. kid. Dude, like, will the kid be able to support like 160 pounds? We'll say because he's a little guy, kind of. No, I don't think like that would hurt the kid so bad. And then he's yeah, he got his he gets his like toes curled in around the fireplace and he's pulling on him and the monsters are pulling on him and. Man, that kid grew like three inches that day. <laughs> and then he gives him a bath. Yeah, no, not weird. Just a stranger's kid. Just give him a bath. They watch his wife in a soap opera. I was thinking... For a second, I thought he was going to lean over to the kid and be like, it's my wife. <laughs> but now nah, he just goes to sleep. That scene, for some reason, it triggered a thought, like a personal feeling, because the kid goes to sleep, and he gets up and turns off the TV and like goes to a different room. Yeah. And I was like... Oh man, I like. I was thinking about. I hate um, environmental changes when I'm asleep and when I wake up, especially when it's naps for some reason. Yeah. And so, like the idea of like, for some reason, I was imagining like waking up and being like silent and later 
and how much it would bother me waking up. And I was like, fuck, I'm not going to make it through this life. Like, all, these, all this weird shit bothers me. <laughs> so I had to have, like, just a momentary existential crisis where I was like, fuck, what am I going to do? <laughs> I have one of those. I have a couple of those. Just yeah. thinking about the dread of, like, sometimes it sucks waking up from a nap. <laughs> yeah, I'm too sensitive. But, um, yeah, it's smooth sailing. He just gives her back to the Swedish lady. Um, oh, she gets kissed him on the mouth before she left. Europeans, I guess, right? <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know what that was about. When she's uh, hanging, when she's in her swimsuit, he's like, oh, I'm divorced. He's like into it. He's like, I'm getting some of that booty. Yeah. They show her walking away, and she's got 80s booty. Where were all the butts at in the 80s? No one did like butt exercises. Nah. Damn. Damn. We're still a few years away from Sir Mix a lot at this point. That's true. But then even Sir Mix a lot, as hard as he tried, he couldn't get through the white girls in the 90s. <laughs> They're all trying to look like friends. I mean, like Corny Cox and Jennifer Anderson. And uh, Phoebe Buffet. Phoebe Buffett. Um, she is cool. I mean, they didn't ever. The her thing was like they never like showed off her. The rockin' bot. Yeah, they always wanted to make her look frumpy or like bohemian or whatever. But then she still just kind of looked like a mom. Yeah, so that's my sexist criticism of Friends or women in the eighties and nineties. Yeah, just, you just want that bedunk, is what I. Or like a way sexual secondary sex characteristic preference changes culturally. Or, I don't know, but my main point here is... Swedish lady got no butt. <laughs> Where's the butt at? <laughs> What'd you do with your butt? What can I say, though? I keep doing squats and working out, and it's not helping my butt. It's just turning into, like, two flat pieces of strong meat. <laughs> <laughs> but men I like... Two flank uh, steaks. <laughs> 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 yeah, you, like, hardly ever see men with good butts, though, I think. Especially, like, white boys. Like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Like, how to get it going. Get a little exercises. Yeah, I and it's like, not squats. It's actually um, shit. I can't remember. Walking up hills and stuff. We'll do more. I can do uphill running or something. I don't know. Um, it's a little bit for aesthetic purposes, but mostly it's also like I need to hold my pants. Yeah, <laughs> like I need my my pants to stay up. What's the deal with that? Belts don't even help. I sit down and it's just coming out because there's there's nothing blocking it. <laughs> it's two flat pieces of steak back there. Uh, <laughs> life's crazy, man. I don't know how I'm gonna make it. <laughs> <laughs> now we go to the climax of the movie. Yeah, so this is where it's like, oh yeah, we're gonna now actually make it about how he's dealing with his guilt from leaving his friend in Vietnam. But that guilt is gonna be personified as that guy he left in Vietnam as a skeleton. Because apparently orchestrated everything the house has ever done. <laughs> like, he purposely stole his son to get back at him. And he is the soul of the man he abandoned as a skeleton monster. Because when he was getting taken by the VC, he was like, Ah, I'll fucking get you for this. <laughs> He's like, kill me, I'm dying, Raj. Kill me. Yeah, but he wasn't brave enough. The dude was right. He's like, no, I went to get help. And he's like, nah, you pussied out, man. Uh-huh. Also, like when he's like, "Kill me, kill me," he was like gonna slit his throat. Yeah, that's not how I would no, kill him. I just like try to get the heart. Yeah, or I mean, like they have he's got side arms. Just, yeah, he's got a gun. <laughs> just do it. Just uh, take the hit. <laughs> yeah, no. So he did just kind of wimp out. Well, he does say like the VC captured him, tortured him yeah. for years. 
So I, I guess I probably would be pretty upset about that. But I don't know if I would be so upset that I'm like, well, I'm going to get revenge in the afterlife <laughs> by stealing your kids and putting them in a cage in a fake Vietnam. <laughs> that exists in my mind. Yeah, that's the whole thing is all of it could easily be like, this isn't actually happening. It's him going crazy and dealing with the guilt of all these different situations. But then, I mean, he does rescue his son from the ghost lands. And how was his son surviving? What were they feeding him? Like, ghost goo? Ectoplasm. <laughs> Dad, I survived off the ectoplasm. <laughs> I got that ectoplasm. Because it's been, like, a year? You know, well, they don't specify. Some it's, time has passed. Some time has passed. It's been enough time that for them to, him and his wife to have, like, separated, gone, kind of gone their separate ways. His aunt's died. He hasn't been to the house in a while. You know, like, it's been enough time where, like, I guess when you're in the ghost realm. Can I just lay some shit on you real quick? If if my kid got kidnapped or disappeared and I didn't know where they were at, uh, and even if I'm a famous writer and they want me to go do these, like, book signings, I I guess if I really, really needed the money, I'd go to the book signing, but I'd be such a fucking dick to all these people that are signing and be like, yeah, get the fuck out of here, you piece of shit. I'd probably do that even without having, like, lost my son. (laughs) (laughs) When you see the... You see people post like, "Oh, I got a picture with uh, Jason Momoa at random comic event." Well, I mean, it's not Michigan. a random comic event. They paid to get that photo of Jason. Well, no, Momoa. I, that's what I mean. Like yeah. when the actor, like in Jason Momoa's situation, like I realize like they walk away with like garbage bags of like cash from that shit. That's why they do it. And I mean, I would be tempted to do it if I was like some nerd icon, but I for some reason I just know I'd be like. No, I'm not going to do your goofy, like, fucking... Cause <laughs> Have you seen the photos, like, where Edward Furlong is, is doing, the, like, the fan photos? Edward Furlong's still around. I don't yeah. tell me more. How does he look these days? Oh, he's going to be in the new tra- uh, Terminator movie, so... Is he still huge? No, I, I saw a picture of him, like, from a year ago. He's, he's oh, lost, lost a lot of weight. weight yeah. Oh, that's good. He looks he doesn't look that bad last time I saw him. Oh, but, cool. yeah, but, I mean, he does, he's, like, you know, grabbing people and, like, making faces. I could probably do that. I don't know. I not just, the grabbing uh, people part. It's uh, everyone always with Jason Momoa specifically. It's always like, oh, my girlfriend's hugging him and he's like pushing me away and blah. blah. Like if someone like asked me to do that shit, I'd be like, nah, get out of your fucking cuck fetish. <laughs> no, <laughs> but how about I hug you and we push her away? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not to king shame anyone, but for some reason that one just like yeah, I don't get that one. I don't know if I'd want to participate in that one, you know. Uh, and then also I just really don't like the. I really don't like Jason Momoa. <laughs> I don't like the comic book convention nerd culture culture at all. Even though I'm like obviously abreast of it, adjacent to it, you know. But I just you would have liked it like 20 years ago before like Twilight started showing up. Maybe I don't think so. I maybe would have been naive to like the toxicity of the culture, but I think it was probably even worse 20 years ago. Yeah, that's probably true. It's like because like, it's still not very inclusive and. It's still weird and grossly, like, male power fantasy. You know what I mean? Like, there's just... Well, did you know that you can't have a black woman as James Bond because of something about the male power fantasy or something? Should I, uh... Pl- please stop making James Bond movies. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about James Bond. He's absolutely, like, a pillar to the weird British Anglo-Saxon gentleman power fantasy bullshit. Uh, he kills for God, king and country. Like, fuck that shit. That's garbage. Like, God, he's... How is he a hero? How does everyone watch these stupid movies where, oh, shit, it's Daniel Craig running fast. Oh, he's driving a car. Oh, he seduced a woman. <laughs> For, like, how have they made... I understand why they were being made in the 70s and 80s when everything was just, like, stupid, 
masculinity, low effort trash. You know what I mean? Like I get like Moonraker and shit. <laughs> how do they have they been being made like the last twenty years? And how do people become excited when they're coming out and they're like prestige films now and shit? And like, did you hear Adele did the new opening song for the new James Bond? It's like, yeah, that sounds like some perfect like Anglo garbage that I do not give a fuck about. Hello, <laughs> James. Is it me? Oh, sorry. <laughs> No, it's everything about it is just like uh, absolute trash to me. I just know like who has ever cared about this shit. <laughs> I do not get it. Even from the standpoint of being like a cult film, uh, like weird weirdo film kind of dude. Even the ones that fall into that category, like I have no interest in watching. Like Moonraker is really bad. Like the original like, Casino Royale. Yeah, like well, I'm not gonna watch them though because like it's just everything about it is is gross fucking gross and then um uh, so then they're gonna have a black woman be james bond now and she will still reinforce the imperial upper class subjugation of other black women that is prevalent she's gonna in, seduce a black woman in this oh uh, so she is gonna um be a misogynist yeah and kill for god king country no queen oh yeah and but but, but she'll be a black woman Cool. How very liberal. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I don't care about that shit. I just can't. I James Bond's canceled in general, in my opinion. It should have never been made. It's just Ian Flemish's like masturbation fantasy. Fleming. Is it Fleming? Not Flemish. Fleming. Um, but he his name basically means that he's of Flemish descent, right? He, well, yeah, he's, yeah. <laughs> That's right. They came over from northern Germany in England too. Was, That's how everybody in England came over from northern Germany. Yeah, it was the Angles, the Jutes, the Saxons, and the Flemish. And the Normans. They came later. But they're still... Yeah, and they were French fight at that point. They had, like, their own, like... Di- a different culture. It wasn't, like, northern German uh, Viking warrior stuff. It was more like, oh, we're very regal and important because they happened to make up monarchy. Uh, basically, the entire history of northern Europe, a bunch of garbage. <laughs> Bunch of garbage people, and the Irish. Actually, most of the world. <laughs> when you think about it, everyone's out here having slaves, killing each other. Humans are just bad. Humans are shitty with each other. Yeah, and that's what house is all about: is people being shitty with a each other. A bunch of people were put into a shitty situation called the Vietnam conflict, and he had to leave his friend to die, and his friend's ghost is real upset about yeah, that. Yeah, his guilt manifests as. An actual antagonist he becomes a real supernatural skeleton man that's gonna kill his kids. Kill that's him. a cool creature design. Is uh, he looks fucking great. I love skeleton like, the man. fucking Iron Maiden uh, military skeleton <laughs> man. That's why I'm so excited for Death Stranding because <laughs> <laughs> they got skeleton military skeletons. Uh, yeah, it's really cool. He blows them up with a grenade, but basically, it's the same sort of. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, Freddy Krueger kind of situation where yeah. he's like, I'm not afraid of you anymore, now you have no power, but I'll still grenade your ass. To completely establish that this shit was all real, even though it didn't seem like it, and it could have gone one way or the other, and everything was just kind of a mess, his wife shows up just in time for him to walk out with their son, and she's just like, what? <laughs> you think she'd be like, what the... It cuts away before you really see like the dawning of the realization, but you think she'd just be like, 
like fucking lose their mind. Oh yeah, I, I think if this if this is me in her situation, I saw the, him walk out of a burning house with my son. Mm-hmm. That I dead for years, dead or kidnapped for a year. Yeah, maybe longer, maybe a little bit less, but you know, long enough that like, oh fuck, I'd probably drop on the floor and just start bursting out crying. I'd be like, I'm cursed God, I don't understand. Yeah. Also, um, the way I mean, sh- I would curse God probably like a year and a half ago, but <laughs> <laughs> I just love cursing God. Um, I uh, I also like the way these shots framed when um she like gets down on her knees and puts her arms out in the middle of the street and he's running to her. For some reason, I was like, "There's a bus is just gonna drive by and kill him." <laughs> <laughs> that would have been the perfect ending. Yeah. This comedy, comedy horror movie. Comedy horror. Film. Comedy horror. I'm using quotes around both. Uh, well, there's comedy. There's uh, the wacky monster hands, and uh, if you want to see like comedic wacky monster hand, you should watch Army of Darkness. Yeah, they kind of did just snatch it up. Snatch it up. <laughs> or uh, the Adams Family. Oh, that's even better. Yep. Yeah, because Angelica Houston as Morticia Adams blew my mind when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a crush on Angelica Houston ever since. Even like in like Royal Tenenbaums when she was older. Like, yeah. yeah, I'm like, fuck, Angelica Houston? Wow. <laughs> what a dame. <laughs> Morticia Adams? Wow. Um, she was uh, dating or married to Jack Nicholson when um, Rowan Polanski raped a young girl in their home. Yeah, but they weren't home, were they? No, they were out of town. Yeah. I just thought I'd throw it out there. <laughs> Hollywood's fucking weird. Also, I always forget it's Jack. I'm in my, I know it's Jack Nicholson, and I always say it is Jack Nicholson, but in my head, I'm like Jack Nicholas. Oh uh, yeah, me too. Yeah, weird, huh? His um, his sister was actually his mom, and his grandparents were his parents. Yeah, that was that's a weird one. Yeah. So there's some more Hollywood trivia for you. They also called him Irish. That was his nickname. Oh, yeah, old Irish. Yeah, old Irish. Uh, Nicholson. Nicholson. Uh, Irish him. Is that his real name, though? I don't know. But in uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, my favorite Jack Nicholson movie. Maybe China's. No, it's One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Oh, um, speaking of Roman Polanski. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> his character's name is Mick Murphy. So there you go. Yeah. It's like naming a Swedish dude Bjorn Bjornsson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, wonder, I don't remember what his first name is, in it, but it's probably like Patrick <laughs> or Sean. I was just thinking about it the other day, like my kids have, my, my not the, my daughter so much, but my two sons have some very Irish names. Yeah. Well, you do too. It's, yeah. It's Sean, Sean and, Thomas McDonald. I feel like Sean and Patrick are the most cliche ones. I'm trying to think of the ones that are also like James. ethnic slurs. Oh. So Patty, Patty. is Patrick, yeah. Mick, but that's because of last names. Yeah, whatever. And uh, that's that's house. Unfortunately, and there's just like a freeze frame of uh, our hero standing in the doorway of his burning house, and he's he looks just kind of like he needs a shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like a kid, he's like, mm-hmm, I did it. It's a fun movie. It's yeah. not made made very well. Uh, I know. I mean, we, watch it. We mostly shit on it. Watch like, it with a drink. You know, have yeah. a, have some fun with it. Yeah, just watch it. And like the monsters are cool. The monster that comes out of the closet looks like, like I said, it looks like it came from Bloodborne. I do like the like the bat skeletons too when he jumps into the mirror. Oh, and it hey. steals a shotgun. Uh huh. And, and the way it flips it around and yeah. shoots it, that's pretty cool too. Yeah. And again, the creature designs are the best part of this. Yeah. And uh, the soundtrack I, awful. Lighting is terrible, mm. especially when they're in Vietnam. It looks like a bunch of house plants uh, lit by uh, yeah. someone's kitchen light. When they first go there, I'm like. Oh yeah, they're gonna have a goofy like bad set Vietnam, <laughs> and they straight up didn't. I was like, oh god, I love it. And I love when uh, big. Ben I I feel like 
since it's a flashback and then they're going to go into the Vietnam and it's like a, a mirror world, a demon world, they could have lit, lit that really crazy. Yeah, Like they lit things in Mandy. <laughs> yeah, Mandy. You finally watched it. The best I movie of last year, 2018, Mandy. What's going to be the best movie of 2019? I forgot which ones I liked already. Uh, I Aladdin. Seen, I haven't seen anything that really like struck me as much as Mandy, but Mandy just happens to hit all the right notes of the weird shit that I like. I so. will say Mandy felt a little long for me, but well, you're wrong. <laughs> 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 Everything's better with Cheddar. Cheddar. <laughs> I'm just saying, like you can cut like ten minutes from the first half, ten minutes from the second half. Still comes in at about hour and forty, hour and forty five, and I think mm, that's they, my opinion. They wrong you. Oh man, they were, again. Should have been Iggy Pop. Yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> it kind of looks like him and sounds like him. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> bye, Lizzie. Is, like characters like so high in that scene. <laughs> He's so high in the last 45 minutes. Yeah. Of the after movie. he drinks the like LSD sludge from the biker demons. If you, any of this sounds cool to you or crazy or weird, that we're talking about this shit is all in Mandy. Watch Mandy. <laughs> they play like. Hey, a, and I'm pretty they sure they play like Cage is supposed to be like a Vietnam vet too. Yeah, because it takes place in like 82 or 83 yeah. in Oregon. Yeah, he's supposed to be the vet. That's why, you know, he's got shit together. And he goes to visit his friend who's actually kind of wearing his uh, Vietnam vet uh, mm-hmm. coat. You know, yep. that jacket they always have. Yeah. It's legit. At one point, they play like a Jade Ocarina to summon biker demons. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's great. It's LSD great. bikers. Uh, acid bikers. I don't, they just can just manifest and do crazy shit. They're demons. Uh, they seem to die pretty easily, except for the one that gets hit by a car. <laughs> well, there's a tagline in the trailer where it's like, it exists in its own disturbing horror realm. And it's like, yeah, it just like, seems yeah. like a different world. Well, then they even show like the sky as he's riding to meet the chemist who makes the drugs. And there's multiple planetary objects in the sky. Yeah, but he's also just taken a shit ton of biker LSD. Yeah, well, I've taken a shit ton of LSD. I've never seen two goddamn suns. Yeah, but it's also the bad kind of LSD. Oh. Yeah, we don't actually know what it is. It's like sludge. Well, yeah, well, they, isn't the, his friend is like, oh, yeah, I heard it, they got some, some bad LSD and they went fucking nuts. Yeah, but you can't trust anything that happens in the movie. I, that's my point. Yeah. <laughs> this is fucking awesome, man. There's a tiger in it. <laughs> Goddamn spirit animal. And Batman, uh, Christian Bale, Batman's dad, is the cult leader. <laughs> you see his peepers. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. You see his weenus. <laughs> All right, so that was House. That was Mandy. Um, if you have two options of what a movie to watch on a first date, and the options are House or Mandy, <laughs> you choose Mandy. <laughs> well, fact, anytime you have a date that is early into a relationship and it has something to do with watching a movie, the movie <laughs> you're gonna want to watch is Mandy. Remember that the dude we knew that um, he would judge whether or not he's gonna be friends with someone based on their opinion of I Heart Huckabees. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, who's he wasn't our friend. He was just, yeah, friend, some a friend of a friend. Man, but it is like this bland David O. Russell film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they need to know if they understand the simplest philosophical concepts it's ever. Existentialism. I did like I Heart Huckabee. It's not a terrible movie, but it's not like it's presented. It's not like it's Mandy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not challenging in any way. Uh, and like, I if, don't know. It's if challenging you, a little bit. If you showed I heart, if you if you if you have no experience with existentialism, I would argue that it is challenging. To I guess. Extent. Well, first off, using film and shit that you like as a litmus test to date yeah, someone—that's like some caveman shit. That said, if you show someone that I said, heart, if you don't like Goonies, I'm not going to be friends with you. Oh, 
Oh no! <laughs> nah, <laughs> like Goonies, I shut like the Goonies, fuck up. <laughs> I just don't think it's uh. Nah, it has a re- there's a reason why it's such like a cultural touchstone. Yeah, we, 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 we can talk about this uh, a little bit. It's a little far afield, but um, my biggest problem with, with Stranger Things, right? Why mm. do the uh, kids and Goonies go on their adventure? Well, because they find a map and like fucking let's do it. If you don't remember, like the kids, they're they're about how they're all about to move away or be forced to move oh, away yeah. because their land development is coming through, and they're going off to find some rich stuff to save their houses. Yeah. That just wasn't a concern for kids in the 80s, so that's why it doesn't happen in Stranger Things. <laughs> oh, yeah, but still, if you're going to show someone I Heart Huckabees and determine like their opinion on the film, rather you're going to date them or not, yeah. I feel like so many people are going to watch that film and be like, yeah, okay, it's fucking boring. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Wahlberg was funny. <laughs> yeah. you know, he, He's always funny when he's not beating up the I think it better is to show him that behind the scenes clip where David O. Russell is getting a screaming match with Lily Tomlin. Show that to someone and have them then decide if you want to date him or not. Like, well, what was your feelings about that? Who who do you like after this? Lily Tomlin or David O. Russell? <laughs> <laughs> or did you show him that uh, the um, version of Regulate I showed you with uh, Bert and Ernie? <laughs> like, what do you think about this? I don't know. I've never really had any like litmus test bullshit for dating girls. In fact, like one of my girlfriends at one time, I was like, "Oh, just casually, we were already dating and stuff." And I was like, "Oh, have you ever seen Lord of the Rings?" And she's like, "Nah, I feel like that's one of those movies where dudes are always when they're trying to like hit on you or talk or just like, oh, you haven't seen Star Wars or Lord of the Rings, blah blah." And I was like, "Yeah, you're right." Yes. And that's Star Wars absolutely isn't worth watching in my opinion. If you didn't watch it as a kid. You're not going to enjoy it now, but I was like, we should probably watch Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> and then we did, and she kind of liked the uh, fellowship and then thought it was kind of boring after that. And I get yeah, it, too, because I think I do have uh, nostalgia goggles for Lord of the Rings, too. Um, I don't know. I haven't seen it in such a long time. I don't know, I fellowship, think, I think, absolutely holds up. Yeah, I think I can make a convincing argument of academically, philosophically, all, all sorts of arguments can be made about why Lord of the Rings is good and an important trilogy of films. However, it is such a big commitment. Like, if you're not actively wanting to watch it, you know, you're just yeah. going to be like, well, okay. Eh, I mean, it is a big commitment, but at the same time, it's not as big commitment as people make in TV shows all the time. That's true. But, yeah. I don't know. It's not like I forced her to watch it, but, you know, if you you're not... You like, her down. You're like, if you don't watch this, we're not going to date anymore. I don't no, like it. I'll tell all your friends. We were both smell. sick at one point, I think. And it was like, oh, it's, a perfect it's day to time watch to watch Lord of the Rings, I guess. Fucking, it doesn't matter. Let people like what they like, but um, don't you don't gotta be friends with people that like bad stuff, like mm-hmm. um, uh, Twitch memes and uh, and far right politics. <laughs> so only, only let people like what they like up to a certain extent. No, you can let them like your like, but you don't have to like them. I guess is the the roundabout, right? Yeah, I guess um, do what thou will, but there's consequences. <laughs> <laughs> What movie do we watch next? Next, we are watching The Wraith. I got goddamn tiger's blood. <laughs> yeah, it's got Charlie Sheen in it. It's one of, Although he doesn't have tiger's blood, he's got HIV blood. That's tiger blood. Oh. Is it? Feline AIDS? Yeah. FIV, right? Isn't what they call <laughs> yeah. it? Um, yeah, that's tiger blood. Uh, tiger blood is also like a good flavor of candy. Yeah, and lollipops like and, and snow cones. I always get tiger blood snow cones. I, uh, I like to get half tiger's blood and half banana. Uh yeah, but we're gonna watch the Wraith. Um, it's um, if anyone's familiar with Kavinsky, and I'm sure people are, they just don't realize it because Kavinsky is kind of the 
the producer that really brought Synthwave back. And then everyone just kind of copied Kavinsky forever and ever and ever. You're still doing it. But uh, his, yeah, his, like, the character he created for one of his albums, The Dead Cruiser, which is like a, a high school student who comes back to life and he drives around in his Ferrari Testarossa, like, racing people and shit. It's real spooky and cool. There's some cool music videos that have to do with The Dead Cruiser. Basically, Kavinsky's way cooler than you and way cooler than the other synthwave shit you listen to. That said, he did just get the idea from The Wraith. So, that's the movie you're watching. <laughs> and, and unfortunately, the soundtrack in The Wraith isn't as good as you would expect. Actually, at one point, like a couple years ago or something, another time I was sick, I was watching The Wraith. You're like, I'm going to do my own soundtrack. Yeah, and I was like, damn, someone should really do like a different soundtrack to this movie. And I, it would just be, just throw some Kavinsky songs in there, honestly. And uh, that about wraps it up for Space Force. Um, sorry I didn't mention Eaton, but this episode... We'll Are we supposed to mention it every episode? We just got to keep people fully abreast of but eating butt. I think people are aware of eating butts. Yeah, it keeps third eye. It open. Seems like it's pretty popular these days. I actually like. Uh, I just assume most people on the internet have never had sex. <laughs> I don't know if that's an accurate assumption, but I, I feel like a lot of people have sex wrong. Well, I was reading some Ask Reddit thread, which I don't remember what it was about, but somehow one of the comments devolved into like, um, you know, like you can like break your penis from certain yeah, positions. Yeah, yeah. But then somehow people were talking about like, oh yeah, that's why it's not good for women to sneeze while you're having sex. And so like, you never had a girl sneeze while you're having sex. It's like, oh, it's so painful. And it was really like tons of comments where people were, no one challenged this at all. And I was like, shit, here's 40 people who've never had yeah. sex because <laughs> they're they're thinking that because of the involuntary muscle contraction of sneezing that somehow she's gonna sneeze, her kegel muscles are just gonna be I mean, so I've strong the sex enough that i'm sure she you yeah. someone's had a sneeze but i don't yeah, remember it being a problem no and also like i had a girlfriend who like specifically worked out her kegels all the time like not even realizing she was supposed to do it it was just like a habit she got into when she was really young and her kegel muscles were really strong and you could feel them during sex and stuff but it's like no way are those muscles ever going to be strong enough to like cause pain because they sneeze. You know what I mean? It was like straight up like bad women's anatomy type shit. And I was like, fucking for real, like the fifty milk toast ass like shitty white dudes right here on Reddit who've never had sex <laughs> talking about women's bodies. I was like, holy it's like shit! Like when you grab a breast and it feels like a sandbag. Yeah. <laughs> no, no one challenged it at all. I was like, Man, they're just gonna go forever, aren't they? <laughs> These, oh, here comes the sex havers. These guys know a lot about sex. Uh, yeah, so basically, if you're posted on Reddit, you enjoy the internet, you're in there doing, like, Pog you and Pepe Hands on Twitch and shit, Pepe you're hands. a virgin and I know it. Asmund Gold. You're a virgin and I know it. <laughs> Asmund Gold, you bald motherfucking World of Warcraft dude. I know you're a virgin, bro. Oh, that's not very nice. Just because he's bald and fat? I assume he's fat. I don't know who he is. No, he's, like, way too thin. He's oh, he's super asshole. skinny? He, he's, uh, try, he's one of the guys that, like, uh, tries to carefully avoid um, uh, letting out that he's racist or oh. misogynistic and stuff. One of those yeah. guys is like, "Oh, I just said the N word because I was angry." Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if he's ever said it, but like he, he yeah, or you know what I mean. Like, a, he provides a safe space for people who with those beliefs. Absolutely, you know what I mean. I, that's like he coddles and protects the right. Who was it? Like PewDiePie. PewDiePie. He said the N word. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's like, "It was because I was angry." It was a heated gamer moment. Yeah, yeah whatever. Fucking dumbass. It was a heated gamer moment. Oh no, you he's gonna heat it up. First of all, I don't get that heated about games. He's going to use the gamer word. 
No, but it's just the media is out to get PewDiePie. That's all. It's not that he uh, hosts, includes, and coddles the far right. Um, Doesn't he donate pundits. to uh, certain far right causes as well? I think I remember I don't seeing that. Seen any that. Donations, but he's definitely um, propped up Ben Shapiro to his uh, juvenile, highly impressionable audience. Old Ben Shapiro. Um, he basically has his cults convinced that. He why don't trust we again? Why don't we have a cult? Because I would like to have an audience of uh, intelligent, like-minded people. No, that's not how you make money. And the way uh, to make a cult, though, is you just like gotta have uh, impressionable, dumb people. I got kids, like to children. Feed. I have, I have kids to feed. Oh, um, I got five kids to feed. I guess we could go after like the um, festival scene type people. Yeah, there's lots of dumb people on the su- the super left too. I see yeah. them. Well, I was thinking there's definitely like some of the things I talk about and believe I could easily just like. Oh, yeah, you know, fucking psychedelics and loose spiritualism. <laughs> just, just, I'm familiar with loose spiritualism. Yeah, There's someone that's going to be in the Democratic debates in a couple weeks. <laughs> Marianne? <laughs> you yeah. mean... Do you know she had her own version of uh, gay conversion therapy? Oh, really? Yeah, but, you know, not, like, pray the gay away, but visualize the gay away, basically. <laughs> Damn it, why did you tell me that? Oh, I mean... Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> you crushed all my 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 dreams about Marianne. I believed in her somewhat. <laughs> you didn't actually believe it. You just thought it was funny. Yeah, you just thought cool. she's interesting. I mean, she's, she is interesting. It's interesting, but at the same time, like dangerous. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, <laughs> Joe Biden's interesting, but dangerous <laughs> so in a different way. But yeah. not, saying, not saying much. Uh, and uh, also, you got booty judge, <laughs> which is what your son calls him, right? Yeah. <laughs> Six-year-old son heard him in the, his name in the debates. Just started, <laughs> walking, just started walking around saying "booty jokes." Space Force, McVenture Productions. Um, uh, I'm at Sh- a Sean McDonald on Twitter. I'm at Kyle Main with two Y's. And there's a Patreon, but McVentureProductions.com is you want to where you want to go because you'll find everything. Yeah, McVentureProductions.com got that's got all the shits, all the shits. Um, review us on iTunes or some shit. I don't know if people iTunes exists anymore. Straight up, I don't know. Uh, fucking, or just go on Twitch and spam uh, Asmund Gold's um chat with links to our podcast. This episode <laughs> specifically, where I call him out, and um, do what thou will. Some other shit. Space Force. <laughs>